Good morning. This is Pastor Edward, Tokyo Minister Church on this beautiful Sunday morning on July 22nd, 2018. The day after our wedding. In case you missed the wedding, you can go to um, our personal page, Edward Nash. Or I guess you can go through the church page, Tokyo Minister Church, then get to the personal page by Search Edward Nash. And you can actually watch the bit of the wedding on there, uh, broken up into pieces. But it was a beautiful wedding and everything. So uh, for those of you who got a chance to come out, we do thank you for coming out. For those of you who couldn't make it, you know, we understand. Not a biggie. Uh, but the day is done. And today is the next day. Sunday, 22nd. All right, you got to bear with me a little bit. I am on new medication from the doctor every Thursday when I go see my heart doctor give me some new stuff so my body's reacting a little bit strange to this new medication. The side effects, you know, they cause bloating, diarrhea, headaches, stomach cramps, bleeding of the eyes, wobbly, and all that good stuff. Yeah, it does that, you know. No joke. <laughs> so you got to bear with me. I might be leaning on a chair or something because it's really hard for me to... Uh, Stay uh, upright right now. <laughs> Should have saw me at the wedding yesterday. I was just gone. Gone, I say. So drugged up. All this medication, I swear. I'm used to never taking medication. And now I'm taking all this medication. And it's killing me. Or keeping me alive. Or whatever it's doing. Just <laughs> bear with me. I have to get through the sermon today, you know. Bear with me. So, we're going to open up with prayer. Uh, uh, I haven't seen any prayer requests in the church uh, church email lately. I know my in and out the hospitals are, and people know uh, me in and out, so they keep me in their prayers. So, know if uh, if they have any prayer requests or anything, but uh, nothing at this point. So, I'm just going to. Just open up with prayers. I can't bear with you. Pray through me. Okay. If you will bow your heads. Dear Heavenly Father, come to you in the name of Jesus. Thank you for another day and another opportunity. Lord, I come before you, Lord God, as your humble servant, your empty vessel, Lord God. I pray that you pour your anointing from the bottom of my feet, or pull out the top of my head, and give me the strength, Lord God, as I open up my mouth to speak your word. If you want someone to hear, I hear, Lord God. Lord, be with me, Lord God, and put this pledge of the submission of the Spirit of man and conduct the service, Lord God. And watch what was doing all over the world. And thank you once again for the wedding, Lord God. It was nice. And be with this body, Lord God, as it goes up, Lord Jesus. And it's the same to get on the road today to take uh, my daughter back home to Longview. And your personal name last to see him. Alright, so let me come to y'all from uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. The title of the sermon is called Governed by Love. Governed by Love. Seriously, bear with me. I am doing this on toilet for medication, two shots of uh, kinds of insulin. Just bear with me, okay? 
chapter 1 probably 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 1 if I make use of the tongues of man and of angels and have not love I am like I am like sounding brass or a loud tongue bell verse 2 and if I have prophet Power and I have knowledge of all secrets, things, and if I have all faith by which mountains may be moved from their place, but have not love, I am nothing. Verse 3 And if I give all my goods to the poor, and I give all my body to be burn but have not love it is of no profit to me verse 4 love is never tired of waiting love is kind love has no envy love has no, love has no opinion of itself love has no pride verse 5 love Love ways are ever fair. It takes no thought for itself. It is not quickly made anger. It takes no act account of evil. Verse 6. It takes no pleasure in wrongdoing, but has joy in what is true. Verse 7. Love has the power of undergoing all things having faith in all things, hope in all things, hoping all things. Verse 8, through the prophet words may come to the end of tongues, come to nothing, and knowledge has no more value, love has no end. Verse 9, for our knowledge is only in part, and the prophet's words if only a part of what is true. Verse 10. But when that which is complete is come, then that which is in part will be no longer necessary. Verse 11. When I was a child, I made use of a child language. I made, I had a child's feeling and a child's thoughts. Now that I am a man, I have put away the things of a child. Verse 12. For now we see things in a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now my knowledge is in part, then it will be complete, even as God's knowledge of me. In verse 13. But now we still have faith, hope, and love. These three and the greatest of these is love. And you can see the greatest of these three, faith, hope, and love is love. You really gotta forgive me. I am so out of it right now. 
What they what what First um, Corinthians chapter thirteen is trying to tell us is what love is. A definition of love, of true love. You know, love love doesn't get angry, you know. It's, it's hard to say when you're with someone and they say, I love you all the time in the daytime, but at night they're beating you upside your head, you know. Is that love? I remember back in the day I had an employee of mine who used to show up for work all beat up. And I'm like, why do you put up with this? And she told me that if her man didn't love her, he wouldn't hit her. And that's how she knows that, that, that he truly loved her by him beating on her. But see, love is not pain. Love is not anger. Love is not, love is not evil. And, but that generation then programmed like that because they see their parents go through it. The little girl see her mom go through it with a different man in the house or the little boy see the dad go through it with a different woman in the house and they think that's okay. Y'all really gotta forgive me. I, I gotta, I gotta. I gotta, uh, I gotta try to sit down. Side effects are getting me. There we go. <laughs> okay, I'm sitting down. Okay, so, uh, so, and that's what society mistake love is. They mistake love as a physical thing, and it's not. It, it, and, and people throw the word around all the time. Oh, love you, love you, love you, love you. Oh man, I love you, and don't know you from Jump Street, don't know you from Adam Street, don't know you from any other street. But they like throwing the word around. And that's what society has done today with the word. Have thrown it around so much that we mistake love as just a word when it's an action. When it's, when it's not just a word, but it's a lifestyle. It's an action. Love doesn't hurt. Love doesn't, have, doesn't hold grudges. Love is, is peace. It's joy. It's happiness. Just like in the wedding yesterday, they read the same passage of scripture. First Corinthians chapter 13. To give a definition of love that God has placed, that God has given us, what love truly is, and how what a marriage should be. As it said in Genesis, and now man shall leave his uh, mother and father and go and cling to and, and to the woman and, and she shall be his wife. You know, and it tells us to love our wife as God loves the church, as Jesus loved the church. Well, see, that love right there is the love that is mentioned here in chapter 13 of 1 Corinthians. That love, that unconditional love, that agape love. And that's what love, what, what how we are governed by love. Not by the word, but by the action. Not by the, the word that's being thrown around by society, but by the action of society. When a couple truly love each other, when a couple, couple truly truly love, they sacrifice for each other to make sure that the, that they are okay, that they are happy. They sacrifice. Oh man, look, I got a few dollars left in my pocket to get me something to eat, but I know my girl hadn't eaten yet. My wife has not eaten yet. Well, I'm gonna feed her first, 
I make sure that she's okay. And then I know I'll be okay because that's the true meaning of love. It's that sacrifice that you give one to another. It's that sacrifice that you uh, obtain and watch over. It's love. That sacrifice is what you do. See, it's not take, you know, love takes no pleasure in wrongdoing, but it has joy in what is true. No pleasure in wrongdoing. If you're doing wrong, if you're doing evil, if you don't have, if, if, if you're, if you are out there with the wrong intention, but trying to use the word, that's not love. That is not love. Love takes no action, no pleasure in wrongdoing. But what it does, it takes, has joy in what is true. What is true, what is meaningful, what is together, what is actually one for another. That's love. Because when you come together as man and woman, as husband and wife, you become as one. You become as one body, one flesh, one mind, one soul. Because that, that person that you are married to now is a piece of you, a part of you. It is the rib that was taken out of you, that was taken out of Adam to create Eve. So that is your rib that you are married to. And you love in sickness and hell for richer, for poor, for better, for worse. No one ever said that it wasn't going to be easy. We understand that it's going to be hard. But just like uh, President Kennedy said, we choose to go to the moon, not because it's easy, but because it's hard. Because if life was easy and wasn't hard, then everything just be given to you. But in today's society, we must earn, like they did back in the Bible, we must earn that love. We must earn God's love. We must earn as the disciples walk with Jesus every day and they watch Jesus go through and preach the word, heal the sick, save the lost. They earn the right to be with Jesus because Jesus called them to be fisher of men. They earn the right to once see God and rose again and see him back in heaven to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. They earn to have that power from upon high because they was with Jesus each and every day. And he said, I would not leave you or forsake you. And he let them know that y'all have earned the right to go forth and to teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and, 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 and doing greater things that I did when I healed the sick, saved the lost, raised the dead, cast out demons, that you have earned that right to have the gift, the gift of the Holy Spirit. It's all because of love. How did John 3.16 say? For God so loved the world. He loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son. That he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believed in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. See, you earn the right to have everlasting life. Because whosoever believeth in him. Whosoever believed in God. Whosoever believed in Jesus. It said it right there. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life, shall not perish, shall live forever. This flesh that we are encased in shall fade away, shall turn back to dust from that what it came from. But the spirit and soul, your spirit shall return back to heaven, but your soul lives forever. The essence of who you are. And it's to me how you love on this earth. 
how you love one another, how you love your neighbor, your coworker, your classmate, your spouse, your kids, how do you love? Do you love them as Christ loved the church? Do you love them unconditionally? Do you love them enough to forgive them? Do you love them enough to let go? Do you love them enough to sacrifice them? Remember, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So loved the world, unconditionally loved the world that he gave his only son for us. For us. Do you love like that? For our knowledge is not only in part and in the proper words given only a part of what is true. Our knowledge is only in part. And the prophet's word give only a part of what is true. Only a part of what is true. Like you said, when y'all was a child, think about it when you were a child. Think about your kids right now and how they think, their thought pattern. They're only thinking from what they know in their in their in their uh, in their small minds right now, but they're growing. Think about a little baby learning as, as they're lying there, scooting around, crawling and, and walking and talking and just, just, just saying out stuff, blah, 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 die, die, my mind, just talking because they're learning. I think about when they can talk a little bit more and understand a little bit. Then they think on their level, on their level. Remember that cartoon, Bobby's World, how Bobby was two, and when, they, and when the adults were talking and stuff, he had picture in the mind what they were saying from what he knows, you know, when like Uncle Ted said, well, I'm gonna go jump off a bridge or something like that. Bobby would picture in his mind Uncle Ted going to a bridge and jumping off of it. And he's like, why is he doing that? Because that's all Bobby knew. Or, 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 when, he, or when someone said that, you know, the cat got your tongue, you know, and Bobby could picture a cat holding someone's tongue when he couldn't talk. I mean, because all things he knew it's from what it said, literally from what it says. So when you were a child, you thought like a child. Only a child knows what they hear and, and comprehend in their mind. And as a child, you get childful things. And only a child knows what they can do is the ability of, of, of their strength, of their size, of what they can reach up and grab, what they can, how they can pull themselves up in a chair, or what toys they play with. They only think like a child and do things of a child from what knowledge of what they know. But then that child gets a little bit older and start going to school. And then that child gets into elementary and think they know everything now. And that child starts to tell you what they, what they know is to be right because they heard it. I'm not saying they read it, they heard it. So now a child's thinking on the child from what they hear from others. You know, instead of getting in the book or into the word and reading it for themselves. But as that child get older, they start to read for themselves and understand that, hey, what I heard right now has been fully true because now I can actually research and read for myself. So as you get older, from as that child gets older, they start to put off those childish ways and realizing they're starting to grow up and they're starting to start thinking like an adult. And now those childish ways are put off. And now as an adult, they realize what's right for them. As an adult, they realize the things that they've learned as a child or were picking up from childhood or childish things and it's time for them to move forward as an adult 
to know what truly adulthood is like and know how to truly love as an adult. Because a child will love, as a baby they love unconditionally because they cling on to that parent or to that guardian because they know no better. Because they have to get raised, they have to get fed, they have to be changed. And they're doing this, and the person who's doing this, they associate that person with being their guardian, their parent, and they associate that person with love. Not knowing what it is, not knowing the definition of it or the word itself, but they know the action. They know from the action. When they cling on, you'll be holding on, lying on your chest. They know from the action when you feed them when they cry, or you change them, they know from the action, from the smell, from the, from the sound of the heartbeat. They know from the action. Imagine that kind of love as a little baby love, without knowing what the word is, but knowing from what the actions are. That's the unconditional love that a mother has for their child that carried that child for nine months inside of them. And then give birth to that child, holding that child after they've given birth to that child. To see that life that they were carrying, now that life is out here. And the same thing in the animal kingdom. When they have their kids and they, and they, and they watch over their young, you know. I was watching um, Jurassic Park, The Lost World, on TV. You know, they've been showing all the little Jurassic Park movies because of the big movie in the theater. And they were showing how the uh, T-Rex looked for their baby and found their baby because the baby was crying out because the baby was hurt. And they found their baby and they sat there and got their baby back from the humans. And then they, they went to destroy the humans for having their baby and stuff. And how it shows the, the different dinosaurs, how they cling to their young and, and, and look after their young. How they show the, uh, the Velociraptor looking for their eggs uh, from the human who took some of their eggs, two of their eggs, or three of their eggs. Uh, and it showed them looking for their eggs, their young, because that's that love that they had, no matter if you're human or animal, or insect, or, or fish, or whatnot, whatever. It shows that love that you have for your offspring. And that's the kind of love that God has for us, because we're his offspring. We're his children. And he loved us so much that he sent his son to die for us. To die for us. It was touching yesterday in the wedding as I was waiting on that uh, to come out, from walking up the aisle. And I was telling the, uh, the guests about how we met and everything. And uh, when I started to hit that door, you know, started walking up the aisle, I put tears in my eyes, you know, to see her in her dress and everything. And it was so touching and made me realize that love that I had for her. And, and as she was walking up, walking up the aisle, you know, as tears were rolling down my eyes, just that love I had for her, that unconditional love. Through all of our ups and downs that we've had since we've known each other, and all that got washed away when it came to this point right here of the wedding yesterday. And it was so touching and so moving. But, as I mentioned before, it's all about love. Remember, you love someone, you sacrifice. You love someone, you give your last. Because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He gave. He sacrificed his son for us. So if we can love like God loved us, 
if we can love our fellow man, our spouse, our kids, if we can love them as God loved us, this world would be a better place. You got people love their pets more than they love their own kids, spouse, or family, anything. Their pet. No. Love your family, your spouse, your kids, your neighbor, your friend, your family, your, your co-worker. Then you can love your pets. Nothing wrong with loving your pets. Nothing at all. But love as Christ loved the church, as God loved the world. Because the greater, but now we still have faith, we have hope, love. These three, and the greatest of these is love. See, love is greater than faith, and it's greater than hope. Because without love, you have nothing. Without love, your voice that you speak with, the uh, tongues of angels that you may hear, without love, there's nothing. Without love, you can have the power, the gift of the Holy Spirit, you can, like you said, cast mountains into the ocean. But without love, it's meaningless. Jesus had all that power and authority. But if he wouldn't have loved, it would have been just meaningless. But he did love. He loved unconditionally everyone he came across. True compassion. And he loved us enough to sacrifice himself for us. To take on the sin of the past, present, and future for us. So that we may be in heaven with him. As he prepared a place for us. For us. So just remember, love, love. So if there's anyone out there right now and uh, feel the touch of the Holy Spirit and, 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 and the Holy Spirit saying it's time to repent, it's time to give your life to Christ, it's time to accept that love from Christ as He sacrificed for, for you, it's time to, to do what God said, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. That whosoever believed in him shall not perish but everlasting life. Well, it's time to receive that gift of salvation so you may have everlasting life. If you're out there, just bow your heads right now and repeat after me. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. I've come before you confess that I am a sinner. And I confess all my sins unto you. I come before you asking you to come into my life, come into my heart. I come before you stating that I believe that you were born of a virgin, that you died, and you rose again in three days, and you are now sitting at the right hand of the Father, and you died for my sins that I have committed unto you. I come before you asking for your gift of salvation, for your gift of forgiveness, and for your love. I want you to be my God. I want to be your child, your and your child, children. Thank you, Heavenly Father for accepting me and forgiving me. In Jesus' name, I ask the same. Amen. You said that prayer, you just accepted Christ into your life. Just accepted Christ. Now, I want to do to get into a good Bible-based church, whether it's here online or taking a minute to church, or whether it's in person at uh, your local church. 
If you need a Bible, just contact uh, me through email, church at gmail.com, or call 682-559-5016. I'll let you, you have a Bible, have a Bible shipped to you, or if you're close, delivered to you. Again, uh, I'm getting used to this medication, this new medication. It's got me a little wobbly. Uh, any, Lord, put in your heart to donate to us here at Church of Minister Church. Uh, that would be great. Uh, I don't usually ask for money, but we're right now in a time where I'm not uh, supposed to be working and stuff. And we still got bills that are coming in that we got to maintain. So if you, Lord, put in your heart to bless us with uh, a love offering, that, that just give a call at 682-559-5016. And I can instruct you how to do that. Or if you put in your heart to uh, help, you know, we have rent, we have bills, uh, vehicle payments, insurance. Pretty hard to pay one of those that are great as well. It's just hard times right now recovering from the surgery. Thank y'all for coming out and listening. Uh, Pastor Evan here at Church Ministry Church. Y'all be blessed and forgive me for sitting down and delivering the message. Uh, and forgive me for being wobbly like this. This is new medication. Y'all be blessed. Enjoy your Sunday. Uh, pray for us as get on the road and it's a long view. About a three hour drive from here. Uh, I'll see y'all next time. Next Sunday. Be blessed. I sat with Touch Up Ministry Church. Until next week. Bye bye.